Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a very special sponsored episode of the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Aribi. Aribi is an alternative for Google Analytics providing actionable data, insights for funnel optimization, and it also has some pretty cool audience segmentation features too. All of this without having to use any code. Aribi has been generous enough to give our listeners 20% off their first three months using the code site visibility. So just enter that code during checkout or let them know via the chat function that we sent you. Enjoy. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm your host, Scott Colnutt, and with me today is Iris Shaw, CEO of Aribi. And we're going to be discussing the topic of the importance of having a single source of truth. And we're going to be talking in this episode about Aribi and how it helps unify teams and individuals and ensures that they have a single source of truth. We're going to be talking about the features and functionalities of Aribi and how Aribi got started and why it's here today. So on that note, Iris, do you want to start off by introducing yourself to our listeners and more about Aribi? Yeah, so hi Scott, um, I'm Iris, I'm the CEO of Aribi. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, this is my third company. Uh, I studied architecture, the first company was around uh, engineering and design, and the second company was a very technical one for developers. At all companies, I led product and marketing, and that's what really led me to start Ribi. I was always amazed by how challenging it is to answer the very basic questions, to understand where customers come from, what do they do on the website, what is the impact of every change. Um, and that's why I decided to start my third company around marketing analytics and and to build a new paradigm for building a simpler solution and the alternative to Google Analytics and other heavy tools. And that's interesting. So right up until launching Aribi, had you used Google Analytics as your primary analytics solutions in your previous companies and roles? Mm, we used Google Analytics, we used Mixpanel, we used HubSpot. I touched on other marketing analytics tools as well. I think that all of them are great but you need to have lots of their resources. You need to understand exactly what you're asking. You need to invest lots of time in collecting the data and analyzing the data. 
and I see that today most marketers want to be data-driven. They really want to understand the impact of uh, every change that they make, every uh, new activity that they start, but they don't have all the resources. So that's the primary thing that we're trying to solve to Ruby. And was it your personal frustration with those things that you've just mentioned and that's what led to the launch of Arebi, or was it your observations of other people in marketing and business, or or both? Yeah, definitely both. So it started with my own pain. I used to work with lots of other uh, marketers from other startup companies and uh, heard the same. Before I started Arebi, I interviewed lots of marketing teams from different types of companies and uh, found out that uh, 95% of them don't think that they have a good solution for marketing analytics and they're looking for uh, more types of data. I even spoke with people at Google and other uh, companies to understand how come there isn't a good solution today. Uh, and yeah, and that, uh, that's what led me to build Ruby. So I'm interested to know, taking yourself back to when you launched Ruby, what was on your your list, your whether it's a feature list or the characteristics of Ruby that you knew you wanted to launch to make it better than any other analytics product on the market? What what was your kind of non-negotiable features that you knew you needed to have? Yeah, so the main concept that I had in mind is how to give more control to the marketing teams. I had in mind companies like Shopify, for example, that really managed to give more freedom to, to merchants by allowing them to build their own website, to control everything. And that's the same concept that they had with Ruby. How can you be independent, work without developers? And then the main barrier for marketing analytics is how to collect all the data. So let's say that I want to understand uh, what are the patterns of people that purchase something on my website, what led people to uh, request a demo, to buy again, and so on. I need to collect lots of data. I need to understand where they visited, which actions they took, from which channels they arrived. And today that's super challenging. And the main thing that we're doing differently at Bibi is collecting all the data with our developers in a coldest way. And all the data is retroactive. So in any given moment, I can uh, ask uh, how visitors that signed up to my webinar like six months ago um, are using the product. I can understand the correlation between people that signed up and use a specific feature and how likely they are to return to uh, to use your service and so on. So the basis of Ruby is a new paradigm of collecting data in a coldest way, in a retroactive way. And so you have everything you need to ask all the basic questions. On top of it, we have all the known features such as uh, funnels and individual visitor journeys and attribution and so on with better UX and more insights and more actionable data. And that's a good launch or transition into my next question. We'll go through some of the features and functionality in a little bit more depth later. But one of the burning questions for anyone listening to this podcast, for me, when I first learned of Arebi, was why should I choose this over Google Analytics? You know, you talked at the beginning there, Google Analytics, HubSpot, mm-hmm. these are real well-known analytics solutions in this marketplace. And so how would you describe or how would you summarize the differences between Arebi and Google Analytics? What are the key features or functionality that stand out to you about how they compare? Yeah, so I think one of the questions that we hear a lot is how do you dare to compete with Google and how do you dare to compete with a free tool? 
And the answer is that for the free tool, um, people spend a lot on Google Analytics. They don't uh, they don't buy it, but they do need to spend a lot on uh, all the dev resources, defining all the data. Uh, in many cases, they will work with an agency in order to do it. Um, but also, like the main cost of Google Analytics is because the data is not actionable enough, users don't really understand where to place their budget, what to optimize first, how to get more conversions, and that's where they lose money. As of how to compete with Google and Google Analytics, people really understand about Google Analytics is that uh, it used to be an amazing tool 15 years ago. And when people used to measure traffic, that's not the case anymore. And it stayed kind, kind of the same. So I guess that's probably most of the listeners here uh, are working with Google Analytics for like 5, 10, 15 years. They do have new features. The concept is the same. So you have lots of reports. In most cases, it's just like about time on site, bounce rate, and so on. Even with Google Analytics 4, it's kind of more of the same. And today, it's less about traffic or one goal that you and that you set, and it's more about really understanding what users do on the website, what leads them to conversion, what is the correlation between different parts of the websites, different marketing activities. So it's it's less about numbers and it's more about storytelling of what happens uh, with your marketing uh, efforts. And that's something that we do very differently because we have more data and we're able to tell these stories and to get more actionable data. And you touched on something really interesting as you were talking, which I hadn't really thought about before. But I guess one of the reasons that anyone compares new analytics products to the market if they're paid for is because Google Analytics is free and it's been free for so long. But it's only free in terms of its price. As you said, the amount of time that it takes marketers to draw insights from Google Analytics. I know that I've spent and I've seen marketers and colleagues spend so much time trying to use Google Analytics in a way that hasn't been possible over the years. So as much as I agree, Google Analytics is a great product and it is great that it's been free for so long. It's not free in terms of if you consider the amount of time that you invest to try and get things from it that you can't actually get or that are really difficult. So I think that was a really interesting view. So thanks for sharing that. It's something I hadn't really thought too much about before. And I wanted to know a little bit more about who you think Aribi is designed for. So when I think of Google Analytics in comparison, I think of it generally being for for either business owners or for marketers or analysts. And that's pretty much it across all channels. Is Aribi specifically designed for any type of marketer or any type of business person in mind? The short answer is no. Today, mm-hmm. about 40% of our customers are uh, e-commerce uh, sites, uh, 20% are marketing agencies, and the other 40% are pretty diverse. So we see uh, SaaS companies and uh, medical and finance and you name it. And I would share with you that at first we thought that Ruby is going to be more for SMBs, uh, that they don't have uh, in-house dev. And we found out pretty quickly that large companies also have the same problem. So they do have 
adapting, but usually they need to wait like two months until uh, they get approval to collect something and to collect like a new data field. And they need to wait then to collect all the data. So they're usually very frustrated by not having enough data. And for them, the concept of being independent and collecting data themselves is very appealing. So today we do serve SMBs, but most of our customers are coming from more uh, advanced companies and larger companies. And one question that comes to mind in terms of anyone out there that might be thinking, okay, this sounds interesting. I might try this. Is it possible? And do you see people trying to use a rebate alongside Google Analytics and other analytics solutions? Or do you recommend going back to the title today, having a single source of truth? Do you think it overcomplicates things to have more than one analytics solution? Yeah. So Google Analytics is a great solution for tracking Google Ads and for tracking and to understanding your keywords better and so on. That's uh, not a space that we that we really go into. So I would say that for our users, if they advertise on Google, they usually use Google Analytics alongside Ruby. But uh, one of the main questions I think like most marketing marketing teams are, are uh, facing is um, where do I take my data from? How do I understand? Usually with like the end results of like how many conversions they had, it's easier to, to measure because you usually have it on your database. Uh, but I understand everything in between. So how many people started uh, the add to cart process? How many people signed up using uh, this funnel and so on? And uh, it's usually pretty chaotic uh, today. And I was thinking about what you were saying at the beginning there about launching a Ruby and launching into this world where Google Analytics is so well known. And you've said yourself it's an excellent product. But of course, when it comes to marketing, you have to be really bold in your marketing and show how a Ruby is different. And I've seen a lot of ads since I've been interacting with a Ruby talking about Google Analytics is old and how it's frustrating to find data. I just want to kind of get inside your mind at that point. Was it a scary time? Was it an exciting time? How did you go through that process of deciding from a marketing standpoint what you were going to promote as the key message? Were there things that you considered that didn't make the final cut for your ads that you thought maybe were too bold or too brave? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, something that really changed with the uh, marketing approach for me during the last couple of years is that if like five or ten years ago, it was more about brainstorming and trying to come up with uh, the most brilliant concept. As in right now, our method is creating lots of different creatives and videos and using different freelancers and so on to be able to create this like creative machine and to test what mm-hmm. works best. And I'll share that I was pretty surprised when uh, we found out that what's working best for us is uh, going head-to-head with Google Analytics. I was worried that it might sound a bit too bullish or um, I I wasn't sure about going with like a negative approach. I always believe it's better to say what you're doing well instead of uh, accusing someone else. But we were overwhelmed with with, uh, the feedback. We saw that uh, it really touches... uh, um, a very painful point for most marketers. Uh, it's amazing to see how much uh, anger they have about Google Analytics. I think that most of them probably spend hours uh, a week uh, working with Google Analytics. They're not happy with it. It's pretty rare that people tell us that they love Google Analytics, and these are usually people that are very data savvy and very technical. And we hear so many times from marketers that they're not sure what to do with it, and data is not actionable, and, and they really want to be data driven. 
Um, so yeah, that's something that we just tried. We saw that it's working well. And I think it's, uh, as you probably know, what works better at marketing is uh, to find something that is more emotional, people relate to, and we see that it's working well. Uh, I would say that it's not the only strategy. We also um, highlight the, uh, the values, different features, and so on. Uh, probably on Facebook and Instagram, it works better because you have less time to explain people what you do. Uh, on YouTube and other channels, uh, we usually focus more on the product. Yeah, I mean, I think what you've, I agree with you that it's very difficult as a marketer to, you're conscious of not being too negative, particularly if there's an obvious lead competitor in a space that's been around so long and also a company that's as reputable as Google you don't want to come across as too negative but I think what you've managed to do really well is add humor into the mix and there's an element of humor to all of your ads that I've seen and even like this element of humor to the videos that you use I think I saw on your homepage and throughout your site and just that little touch of humor manages to offset the negative and makes it feel a little bit warmer and a little bit more accessible and approachable and I think that's what, what you managed to get right so I know this episode today is more about analytics but I just thought the the paid ads and the advertising part of what you do was really interesting to me too so thanks for sharing that well, nobody's really worried about them they'll be okay and I don't think that I would yeah. get same strategy if we, we would compete with another startup company out of interest have you heard anything from anyone at the Google Analytics team about your product no, um, and I have to say that when we started advertising heavily on YouTube, I was sure that it's not going to pass and that they're probably going to reject the, the ads, but they're cool with it. So, uh, no, we haven't. <laughs> That's interesting to know. And I want to move on to this this area of single source of truth. that I, I can understand a lot from what you've just said at the intro there about how Aribi helps keep people focused on a single source of truth and how it compares to the other products that are out there. But I'm interested to know as a starting point for this part of the conversation about what you've seen from your experience working with people and observing people, what happens if people don't have a single source of truth? How does that impact marketers and businesses? So I started saying something that I mentioned before, that I do believe that all marketers really want to be data-driven, even if they're not into numbers, and even if they're more on the creative side, they really want to understand if the social posts they're working on, if the blog posts they're writing, if the emails that they're sending really make impact or not. And something that uh, is very challenging today is how to measure it. So, for example, let's say with email marketing, I guess that uh, this is one of the main strategies for most companies. And in most cases, they just uh, measure the open rate and the click-through rate. That doesn't mean a lot. So you can have this uh, amazing uh, subject line. Most people will open it. It doesn't mean that they ended up converting. And I think one of the main issues is other than how to collect the data is believing the data. So today, two main platforms that people use in order to measure it um, is either Google Analytics combined with Google Ads or Facebook Ads. And something that uh, I guess that most of you experienced before is that let's say that this week you had the 100 conversions, so like 100 people purchased something on your website. You go to Facebook ads and you see that uh, 70 purchases arrived from Facebook ads. And you go to Google and you see that 65 uh, purchases arrived from uh, Google ads. So the numbers don't add up. 
Uh, what happens is that every platform tries to attribute uh, as many conversions as possible to, to its platform. So something that happens a lot is that, uh, for example, you have someone coming from Google, then you retarget them on Facebook. And someone just saw your ad, so just an impression. It might be that they didn't even re- read the ad, it's just like scrolled on their mobile, but Facebook will count them as well. And what happens to many people is that they don't believe the data and then they stop tracking data and uh, they come back to to the beginning where they don't have data at all and they have this like black box of um, the impact that their activities uh, are responsible for. So what we try to do to be the Ruby is to really reduce all the biased uh, noise of uh, different attribution systems by um, by the advertisers and to create something that's more neutral. And to, so first of all, it's just collecting data in an easy way, retroactive way. So it's not about just clicks and purchases, it's everything in between to understand. It might be that you have like an amazing campaign that um, and most people really click on it and they have intent, but they don't end up buying and you just need to tweak the messaging a bit. It might be that you have a campaign with similar results, but most people are irrelevant. So to really understand uh, the funnel and also to have a non-biased uh, system that is not related to any one of the uh, advertising systems. And it's only a small thing, but you mentioned attribution there, and I wanted to touch on that later anyway. So I'm just going to kind of bring that part of the conversation forward. So you mentioned email marketing there. And I think of some of the other channels that don't get credit. And the number one marketer type or channel that often doesn't get credit is social media. I've just been Mm -hmm. discussing that on a recent marketing podcast, actually. And so it's fair to say in terms of summarizing what you've just said, that Arebi really helps to give each channel credit for their role in a conversion in a in a really clear way and just to add to that i've used the rebe and one thing that i really liked about it was just a small amount of visualization that you had in there so you're not just looking at i think i remember seeing when i was looking at attribution a plant growing and so there was the different stages of the plant growing and it just brought a smile to my face that it made it really clear like when you're focusing on nurturing and when you're focusing on growth so in summary is it fair to say that you think Arebi brings teams together by allowing them to focus on one platform, one area where they can all consider attribution together instead of working within the native analytics solutions within their own respective platforms? Is that fair? Yeah, that, that's fair. I would add that I think that the root of lots of the issues today is that each aspect is being measured differently. Um, so mm-hmm. the because that you have someone who's very active on Instagram and they'll measure um, how many likes they got, how many followings they're uh, their account, and it might be that it doesn't have any impact at all on sales. And the reason that that's also like an issue between like agencies and the companies that hire them and so on. So what you're trying to do with Ruby is to connect all the different uh, marketing activities to the end results, to conversions, to sales, to understand the entire funnel that brought them, brought them there, and to create like one unified system to, to measure the result. And as I said before, I'm sure that um, who's in charge of Instagram, for example, do not want to, doesn't want to create uh, content that is very uh, popular and shared but doesn't uh, contribute to conversions. But today, it's so hard to measure it. So every aspect is being measured uh, in a different way and usually just on the, like, the top of the funnel that doesn't give lots of visibility to what happens next. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And before I ask this next question, I think it's a good time to highlight to anyone listening that you can go and undertake a free trial at Arebi, and that's arebi.io. And that will enable you to look more at the features that we're talking about and bring this conversation to life. And it leads on to the reason I ask this next question is, I wanted to know more about, you've talked about attribution, and I understand there how it gives a single source of truth and allows each channel owner to focus more on their contribution to the bottom line, to whatever your primary conversion is. But at the same time, when you're working in a, in a single marketing discipline, you typically want your own view within a platform, your own dashboards, your own area where you can bring metrics together that matter most to you. Is that possible within a Rebi too? I would say that that's not one of our strengths point. Um, what we really try to do with a Rebi is to create something very simple. So unlike other tools in which you need to have lots of uh, customization, integrations, and the work of a few weeks in order to get started, with the Rebi, it's like more of like presets of view, but it really matches the main use cases. So um, today we have uh, the primary use cases of Uribe is around, are around advertising, email marketing, social media content. And, and you can easily see the performance of the different channels, how each channel is performing, the attribution of each channel. So that's usually a great solution for, uh, for these use cases. And it leads nicely on to the next question. So I wanted to talk now in a little bit more depth about the features and functionality going a little bit more granular. And I know one of the first things that I think about when I try any new software product, particularly in the field of analytics or user behavior or data and insight, 
is how fast is this going to be for me to install? How hard is it for me to learn? How quickly can I get up and running? How quickly do you see people getting up and running with Arebi? Yeah, so that's what that, definitely one of my main goals with Arebi, to have something simple. Uh, I know that most marketers are not very tech-savvy. They don't have uh, um, enough time to, to learn a new tool. And so as for the installation, if you're using WordPress or Shopify or WooCommerce, uh, it's a plugin, so you don't need to do anything just to add a plugin. If you're using HTML, so you can just add a script to your website, uh, same as installing other tools. And from this point on, uh, as I mentioned, first of all, you don't need the developers for anything. You can integrate with uh, Google and Facebook and create all the events and track emails and, uh, and even more without using a single line of code. And it's pretty simple. Uh, we work a lot on the UX, uh, a lot on uh, bringing actionable data, insights. I think, for example, like um, something that I find uh, overwhelming is how difficult it is to build good funnels today. Uh, so I think that funnels are probably like the core of uh, understanding the flow. It can be either for analyzing the entire behavior or to analyze a landing page or to analyze a specific channel. And today to build a funnel of Google Analytics is something that takes a long while. It's usually combined from like different pages instead of different events. It's hard to compare it to different time periods, to filter by, uh, by funnels and by, by uh, channels and so on. So yeah, we spend a lot uh, on, uh, on usability and to really match it to different use cases. And I was smiling as I asked the question before because I already knew the answer because I've used the Rebu myself and I was really blown away with how quick and easy it was to get started. So I installed a tag via Google Tag Manager because that's the platform that I'm kind of most easy and uh, that's most easy to me and I'm most familiar with. Took a few minutes. It takes 24 hours for the data to populate then before you start to use the platform. Mm -hmm. And then I think within... Within maybe an hour of signing up, I had an invite to join one of your account managers. I think his name was Moore, who was really lovely and just talked me through a demo of the platform to help me get started. And that whole process was really smooth. And the thing that really blew me away, which I can't wait to get started with, was the automated or semi-automated tracking of events or key interactions on the website that lead to conversions and for me that was a huge standout feature which i know is a huge pain point of other analytic solutions so that was my personal experience so far of using it and that was one of the features that i can't wait to get started with but leading on i'm actually interested to know using the platform yourself and looking at the future of a rebe what's your favorite feature of the platform what's the thing that you're most proud of that you look at each day and think i'm so glad i made that Mm, I would say that for me, it's probably correlations. As I mentioned before, I think that one of the um, one of the main reasons marketers are unable to really optimize their marketing efforts is not being able to connect each activity to convergence. 
um, or to the end results. I, I always imagine it's like you have your like marketing calendar or your usual calendar and this uh, week has been really busy because you need to write a new blog post and you're active on Instagram and uh, Pinterest and, uh, and you have this like uh, Facebook ad campaign and, and you spend so much time on it creating a new video and writing an amazing post and being active with your uh, community on Instagram and you end the week without understanding how each uh, type of content interaction so on contribute to uh, to conversion themselves. And when you you don't really have like a good KPIs or you know you don't know what you're being measured on, then it really that really leads to miscommunications and to working on uh, on the wrong things. So the correlation feature really enables users to understand uh, what is the correlation between viewing a specific video and conversion. Uh, what is the correlation between uh, um, using a certain landing page and conversion. You can also do it with the funnel. So instead of measuring just the top of the funnel, for example, how many people that visited a new landing page uh, ended up um, clicking on the sign-up button, but to measure how many of them converted a post to a different landing page, but it also works for other parts of the website and other activities. So yeah, I would say that connecting between the activity to the to the entire funnel and especially the main goal that you have. And is that the feature because I've forgotten the terminology where you can you can select from different fields and basically you can ask a rebe questions to say, please tell me if conversions are higher or lower when people add to cart on this page than another page is that the feature that you're talking about yeah yeah it is is uh, yeah uh, it's called the correlations oh brilliant yeah that's another feature that really stood out to me and it actually leads me really nicely to the next question that i wanted to ask which is how does how does that work but also i remember seeing that machine learning and artificial intelligence is a part of this platform too Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to ask you if you could expand on how machine learning how artificial intelligence drives the platform how it helps users and maybe what your your plans are for the future of integrating ml and ai within the platform even further if at all yeah yeah. um so the main part of the technology to really is how to identify um user behavior and events so I think once you have all the data mapped, it's it's really easy to ask a question. So if you mm-hmm. if you had like a, a developer sitting next to you tagging uh, each event, it's pretty easy to ask all the right questions and to get the answers. But most companies uh, and even large companies they they tag only very few events. So usually when we meet companies, uh, they have uh, how many people purchased or signed up, maybe another event or two. And then it's really problematic to ask all the questions because uh, let's say with the example that they gave before, you want to understand uh, each landing page, each one of the landing pages has like a different uh, CTA um, and you want to understand the entire funnel and to really understand what is the impact of uh, the different landing pages on conversions. So the main technology for Ruby, and that's where we use AI and machine learning, is around mapping every website and really understanding the events. And we're not interested in telling people that this is like a button click on a button that is called uh, 104.png. Uh, we try to speak the same language as marketers. 
And what we do is understanding which type of website is it. For example, is it uh, e-commerce, SaaS company, real estate, medical? And then to understand what is a sign-up, what is a video view, and what is a purchase, what is a to cart, what is a sign-up to updates, hearing a webinar, and so on. And then we're able to give them all the data they need in order to correlate, create a funnel, track individual visitors, and so on. And so this is the main use case for machine learning and AI. And I would say that another future use case that we might apply is maybe around attribution. I think that today it's becoming more challenging with all the recent restrictions of iOS 14 and GDPR and to, to understand better um, how to combine different sessions. I think that's um, a, a big issue for all, all analytics tools. Um, I think that we, we won't be able to get to like 100% coverage of attribution like all the other tools, but we will be able to give um, a better coverage. And once you have all the data, um, I don't think that you need AI or machine learning. You just need to display it in a very simple and readable way. So people will be able to understand what to do next. That's what I always say that I think that it's more about just having like a very clear visualization of the data. If you know um, in a simple way which uh, type of uh, posts, for example, convert well and which type of, con- of posts don't convert, you'll know which content to write or you'll know where to publish it. So that's what we're trying to do. And do you need a lot of website visitors and in turn a lot of data to drive that AI? So I'm thinking about a listener that might be sitting there thinking, oh, I only get a few hundred or a very small amount of visitors to my site, so I've probably only got a small amount of data. Could you maybe expand on how much data is needed to make the AI useful within Arebi? Yeah, so actually the AI is not uh, specific to a certain website. So we use the AI to understand patterns of different e-commerce websites. And then we're able right, to understand right. where to look for an add to cart button, for example. And um, I would say that uh, probably like uh, other analytics tools, if you have uh, very low traffic, it's... Um, it's pretty hard to get conclusions because if you see that the conversion rate for uh, Google Ads is at 2% and for Instagram is 4%, but you had only like three purchases from there and five purchases from there, it's hard to tell if you should allocate the budget differently. We do offer an option to uh, follow individual visitors. So you're able to see for individual visitors what they've done each session, how much time they spend on each page, what they clicked. Uh, so we're able to analyze all the people that converted. But yeah, I would say that if you have less than like 1,000 visitors a month to your website, it will be harder to get uh, good aggregated data, not because of AI, just because it's harder to get uh, conclusions uh, based on a low number of visitors. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really interesting. And I think you talking about the AI being cross website, so broken down by sector, makes it a really powerful feature for you into the future. So I'm assuming that your AI is just getting more and more intelligent as you start to build out that data set. And as you start to look at websites across different genres, um, sorry, across different categories, and across different platforms, is that correct? Yeah. And um, I wanted to know a little bit more. I was speaking to more about this in in a demo intro, and he was talking about the Facebook marketing partnership, which I maybe think is relatively new for you. And Mm -hmm. I I was actually curious to know, 
how does the Facebook marketing partnership benefit Aribi? And in turn, how does that then benefit customers? Mm-hmm. So an interesting use case of Oribi is exporting the coded data to other platforms. Um, so I mentioned before that with Google Analytics and other analytics tools, the main barrier is to, is to collect all the data. And that's something that really holds uh, lots of companies uh, behind. But this is exactly the same issue with other marketing tools. So let's say, for example, that you're using email marketing and you need to create different segments and you need the... Uh, call-based events in order to create uh, the segments, or you're using uh, Facebook ads and you need to um, to create uh, lookalikes and you need to do it based on event, or you have marketing automation or any other marketing tool, and that's something that most of you probably know very well. And we decided to take the data that we collected to Ribi and export it to, to other platforms. The main use case that we see today is to create more advanced uh, lookalike audiences on Facebook. And um, today, I think it's like we meet so many companies with uh, a pretty high marketing budget, and they're still using like very basic lookalikes only of like uh, signups. In many cases, they don't have enough visitors that uh, perform this event, so the lookalike seed is pretty small and uh, not in a in a high quality for creating a good lookalike around it. And with Ruby, you can create an event, and something that we highly recommend is creating what we call intent event. This is a different perspective for events. It's not just like sign up, register, request a demo, purchase, but we suggest to them to collect all the events on the website that indicate on intent. For example, people that visited the pricing page, people that uh, use the chat, uh, people that uh, use the contact us uh, form, and to create a set of lookalikes from this audience. And then they're able to go to more visitors and, uh, and to create and more interesting lookalikes, or to create different combinations of events and people that uh, signed up and uh, read this part of the blog. And something that you probably know about uh, about lookalikes is that you need to refresh the audiences all the time, and sometimes you just get like uh, you just get lucky. So you have this different combination of uh, of uh, of audience of uh, users, and you have a very successful seed. And for some reason, it's working well. So the more types of lookalikes that you try, the more likely you are to to find your um, to find your winner. So the Facebook partnership is around disability. And it's pretty new. It's part of a new kind of program uh, on Facebook that is called uh, Facebook Signals. That is everything around collecting data. Uh, and yeah, and I think that like we do get access to more parts of like uh, Facebook API. We're able to create better lookalikes. And uh, the goal for us for this year is to have uh, more types of integration. So we're playing integration with uh, Zapier and Segment and uh, Salesforce and HubSpot. So users will be able to collect coldless data and to use these platforms as well. So you'll be able to add a new field on HubSpot uh, with our developers. The feature, when I was shown the feature, so I haven't had a chance to experiment with it yet, but the simple mapping of lookalike audiences from Aribi to other platforms really excited me. Just how visual it was, how easy it looked to create. So I'm looking forward to getting started with that. And you've actually just touched on something I was going to ask. You know, with software solutions, everyone always wants to know what's coming in the future. It's something I want to know. Uh, so you touched on integrations there. But is there anything for the next 
maybe six to 12 months at Aribi that you're looking at and looking to launch or really looking to work on within the company? Yeah, definitely. So we are going to launch all the integrations that you just mentioned. In about uh, four weeks from now, we're going to launch a feature that we're calling Super Funnels. We touched on it before that funnels are critical. And so we're going to provide automation for all the different filters and we'll be able to tell you automatically that uh, users that come from this campaign on Facebook don't co- don't convert well, just to indicate like where do you lose customers and to understand if it's like customer from certain platform, a certain uh, a campaign, a certain geo. The same work that you've done, that you could have done manually with creating like 40 different uh, audience segments and comparing all of them. And we are going to extend our abilities around creating audiences. So today we're able to create different segments of audiences uh, based on uh, usage and events. So you can say, for example, I want to create a list of emails of all the customers that visited the shoes page but didn't end up uh, purchasing. And you can use it for email marketing and for retargeting and for lookalikes and and, uh, also just to um, analyze uh, certain segments. So that's something that we have today, but we're planning to take it to to the next step and to really enable users to create smart segments with lots of rules and, and to compare them to other segments and to use them on other tools. That sounds like an exciting future for the rest of the year. Before I let you go, so again, I've mentioned that you can find Aribi at Aribi.io. You can undertake the seven-day free trial. But Iris, is there anywhere else where people can connect with you, extend this conversation and learn more about Aribi? Well, I think that the website is the best place. You can also find like lots of videos about Aribi and on our YouTube channels. I'm not very active personally on social media recently with all the lockdowns and maybe it's look. I hope that uh, I'll have more life uh, in the next coming months. But yeah, I guess that Oribi uh, is the best place to start. And uh, I'll edit. We have uh, a discount for your listeners. So you have, if you decide to, to start using Oribi, you have a 20% discount for the first uh, three months. And you can use a coupon code of uh, site visibility, or you can just write us on chat that uh, you heard of Oribi from, uh, from this interview. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. That's something I appreciate, and I know our listeners will too. Thank you so much for your time today. And this has been the Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.